Welcome back to the Inner Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Carolina Salazar. I'm so excited you're here today. And I hope you have been watering yourself, taking care of your mind, of your body, of your soul, nourishing yourself, even if it's in a small way. It's always so powerful to do that. So I am wishing you all of that and more. And for today's episode, we have a really awesome guest conversation. I'm going to keep the intro pretty short and sweet. I just finished recording with Bailey Brown. She is an incredible content creator in the fitness and wellness space. She is a Pilates instructor and the creator of Align app, which is a Pilates focused app that combines workouts and cycle syncing. And it's just so cool to see how she integrates hormone health and really just overall supportive tips for your hormonal health and your cycle health into everything that she shares both in her Instagram and in her normal content but also through the workouts she puts out and her app and her platform so I love everything about what Bailey does our conversation was really awesome we talked about her own inner growth journey her path with becoming the embodiment of what she preaches learning to take care of her body in a way that truly supports her hormones and letting go of limiting beliefs that block you as a woman, like beliefs about your body, about how much or how little you're supposed to eat or just how you're supposed to quote unquote look like, letting go of those beliefs so that you can find more alignment and choices that honor you and that show love towards your body. So we talked a lot about that. We also talked about her astrology. We talked a little bit about her connection to spirituality and the conversation was just so flowy and beautiful. So I think you're going to love it. I actually met Bailey in person a few weeks ago in New York because she hosted an in-person workout and event for the launch of her athleisure line. And it was so stunning. Like she has a Libra moon and I could just see her Libra moon shining through so well with her vision and just everything she does is so beautiful inspiring and motivating so i really hope you enjoy this conversation make sure to go check out her page and her platform and just absorb as much as you can from her knowledge and her awesome content so with all of that said let's jump right into the episode i hope you enjoy it and i will see you on the other side now let's get growing Hello, Bailey. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here today. I am so excited to be here and to be chatting with you. Oh my gosh. Thank you for waking up early in Bali time to make it for this recording. I'm so, so happy. Yes, honestly, I've only recently become a morning person, but it feels really good. So I'm so happy to be here. Yay. Amazing. Best start to the day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the morning is also my favorite time of day. I feel like I have the most energy right when I wake up. So to start out, could you share what your big three is in astrology? So your sun, moon, and rising, if you know it. Oh, of course I know. I'm so into astrology. So I'm a Pisces sun, a Libra moon, and an Aquarius rising. Oh my gosh. That's a cool combination. Thank you. Wow. (laughs) That's a lot of air energy also. 
My entire chart is air and water. And I feel like it's great because I'm creative, but I'm also a little bit all over the place. <laughs> so <laughs> what is yours? I'm a Taurus sun, Aries rising, Cancer moon. Oh, I love that. I have the fiery energy. And yeah, I think that's, I have like, no, I wish I had some fire in my chart. I feel like I need to hang out with fire signs so that I'm like, you know, I get a little bit in the sun and like doing things like that is such a good way to activate it. If you don't have it in your chart. No, I love that. I'm such a sun person. (laughs) Yes. And I also totally get the Pisces vibe from you. Like both from you just identifying with being like a spiritual woo-woo person, but also you're just like a very calming like energy. Thank you. I find the same. It's so funny. I find the same about you. I think like astrology too. I am such a big believer in it because certain things about it, I'm like, yes, that is so me, you know, very dreamy, creative, really love with the Aquarius thing, like freedom, not being told what to do, always having to do things my own way. And like, I really, the more being a little bit rebellious, of, just a little bit, definitely a little bit, a little bit, a lot of bit in my early twenties and a little less. now. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yes. funny. Yeah, no, I love astrology as well. And I love always asking people before we even start talking what your victory is. Cause I feel like it helps me also just like spot different moments in the podcast when you'll say something. And I'm like, that's your Aquarius rising right there. <laughs> I love it. No, I love it. Amazing. Okay. So to start out, why don't we jump right into just like your experience with growing your business and also how it's kind of happened alongside your relationship to your body. So mm. we can start from wherever the beginning is for you. You know how it's been since you started creating content until now and how that's evolved and also as it happened how your relationship to yourself and to your health also evolved yeah I can definitely talk about this so I was teaching Pilates when I was in university and as soon as I finished with school I moved over to Australia and when I got there I sort of was teaching different reformer mat Pilates classes, both of those in different studios. And one day my boyfriend came to one of my classes and he was like, I have never seen you just so passionate and lit up and animated while you're doing something. You're so great at teaching. You should really be sharing these with the world. And I always think it's kind of funny because my boyfriend doesn't even have social media, but he was like, you should start filming these and putting these on YouTube and doing all of this. So that weekend, we kind of got all the equipment and we went down to a beach in Australia. We started filming Pilates workouts and started a YouTube channel about a couple of weeks later. And from there, it's really grown. So I was posting, I'd say workouts on YouTube. I started it five years ago now. And then after a couple of years created my app and, you know, at the time when I started my YouTube channel, there was such different sort of messaging around working out and body image and myself too, Mm -hmm. like the primary reason that I was wanting to work out at the time was really to achieve a certain look instead of focusing on how I was feeling or, you know, feeling connected to my body, seeing movement as a way to do something good for my body. And I've had a few different health struggles, you know, with my hormones from years of over-exercising, under-eating, and it really inspired me 
to take a step back and really look at the reason like why I wanted to move my body and what messaging I want to be putting out there around it. And from there, we, you know, created my app Align. And it really is all about that mind and body aspect. And, you know, working out as a way to show your body love as that daily like practice that really sets you up for the day so that you're feeling connected to yourself. And it's not about, you know, beating your body up or trying to force it to be a certain way. It's really about trying to use that time as a way to do something good for yourself. So it's funny to look at sort of the journey and see like where I've been mentally and where I've been internally, like from my YouTube channel, where it was all about like that quick five minute abs Mm -hmm. or, you know, the really quick, just sort of body focused workout to now being like, how can we incorporate some mindfulness into this? Because these are the things that have really helped me the most on my own journey as well. Yeah, for sure. And I also think something that's really powerful is reminding yourself as a content creator and as like an entrepreneur too that as you evolve your business evolves with you and your social media evolves with you and your audience evolves with you and I think that's a really important thing that I always tell myself because I've been doing it for half the time that you've been doing I've been doing it for two years and a half now and I still you know I'm always telling myself oh imagine when it's five years or seven or ten and it just keeps evolving in itself no I think that's so amazing to see too because as people, we are meant to be growing. And I love your podcast for that, because I feel like if you're not doing different things to get outside your comfort zone and to change and to take that action towards becoming who you want to be, then you're staying stuck and trying to please other people with your content. And so for the longest time, I was like, are people going to think it's so weird if I'm now doing a meditation at the end of my workout? Or if I'm like, instead of even talking about fitness at all. I'm talking about mindset and mindfulness, but I really think it is, you know, it's your audience will grow with you. And if you lose people along the way who don't really align with you, you're going to just be finding people who are better. So it's something I've been a people pleaser for a really long time. So even trying to figure out like when you post something, like not everyone is going to like it. It's not going to land for everyone. And just not taking that personally and knowing like, if your intentions are good, you're sharing your truth, then that's the most important thing. Yeah, exactly. I've struggled with people pleasing as well. And I think as a content creator, like you really have to move past it because it can be very hard to not fall to burnout or to doing things that you don't want to do if that's the way you approach it. Right. But when it comes to growth, like super aligned there and how we see it. And so for Mm -hmm. you, what do you feel have been the biggest areas of growth? Like on your personal growth journey? On my personal growth, honestly, I think for me, when I moved to Australia after university, I picked up and sort of just went on a whim. And where were you living before? I was living in Toronto. So I'm from Toronto originally. Yeah. It's funny because at the time, like I had a great job. I was teaching Pilates and nutrition and I could have stayed there as soon as I finished university and continued with that. I had like an on again, off again boyfriend, but I felt that there was something more. And I really felt if I didn't pick up and go after what I wanted, I would regret it. So I ended up booking a trip to Australia. I honestly thought I would just go and skip Canadian winter 
And mm-hmm. I ended up the second I got there, just falling in love with the lifestyle. And I met my now boyfriend at the time, but I, I think that was the biggest growth for me because I went to Australia, not knowing anyone. And I spent a lot of time by myself and soul searching. And I know maybe it sounds a bit cliche, but I was taking time every day to journal, to connect with myself. You know, I would go on the coastal walk down by the beach in Bondi, and I would just put on good playlists and I would sort of take that as time to connect with myself. And I didn't really know at the time, like what I was going to do. I had really no clue mm-hmm. <laughs> what I was going to do, how long I was going to be there, how I was going to stay there. But I just knew I needed to be there. I needed to make it happen. And I needed to use that time to get clear on what I did want. And once I sort of had an idea, like taking those steps was really big for my growth, I think. And yeah, it really started all of my journey. Yeah. (laughs) And what like inspired you to pick Australia in specific? So Australia, I always kind of wanted to go. I had this idea that I would move to Australia, (laughs) be at the beach and be like surfing. I've never surfed in my life. I think I've swam (laughs) in the ocean twice. And I was just like, no way. I'm so afraid of the waves, but I just had this idea. We had something, you know, you might remember it, but we had a winter and they were calling it like the polar vortex. Yeah. And I, 2016 or something, 2015. Was it 2014, 2015? Maybe it was. So that was like, I had just moved to the US. I think it was like one year after. And that's when they had the polar vortex. And I was in Chicago. It was shocking. I honestly, I remember living through it and thinking to myself, people are not meant to live in this cold. I can't do it. I'm going to go to Australia. I'm going to get a working holiday. I'm going to go to the hottest place when it's freezing cold because the seasons yeah, yeah, are reversed yeah. there. So it was kind of just on a whim. And I thought I'll go over there. I'll see how I go. I don't know anyone and we'll just see what happens. And I also, I love that kind of lifestyle. Australia is such a beautiful place. It's so calm. Have you been? I have not. I kind of have this part inside of me that if I go to Australia I'm never gonna want to leave like I I really think that that's gonna happen so I honestly I totally agree with you and it's so funny because even just like you know being back in the states for a little bit I I noticed the difference so much and I love the states and I just noticed so much how the energy there is so like go 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 When I'm there, I feel like I need to be doing everything all the time. But then when you're in Australia or when I'm back in Bali, I just instantly feel a lot more sort of like calm and grounded and it's a slower pace of life. That's for sure. So I don't know. I think there's certain things you might miss. Like for me, I'm really, I sometimes need that energy of like the go, go, go to make me be a little less grounded. Yeah. I mean, I definitely thrive in city energy, but I just feel my best when I'm in a calm, like nature-y place, very warm place. Yeah. I I feel like, especially because are you in New York right now? Yeah. Yeah. Booking trips, I feel like, especially in winter would be super important. I, um, (laughs) but yeah, I, I think Australia, I always think it would be such a good place to have a family one day because it is just it's very safe and quiet and calm and 
kids can run around in the streets after dark. And it's like, so it's one of those things where it's a, it's a really great place to live. It's a really healthy lifestyle as well. So it is great if you're into wellness, yeah. but there's certain things I feel like it's funny because we're right now, this is my like Libra moon. If you see, I like, can't make a decision. I'm like, I'm so torn. I can see the pros of everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I also like, I love the States. I, I feel really good when I'm over there. So I have no idea. Who knows? We'll see in a couple of years. Exactly. And I think it's really interesting too, how one place can activate something so powerful for you, Mm -hmm. right? And even for me, going back to Florida to be with my family during quarantine, that was what activated so much in my life, like so much transformation and growth. And it's really interesting to see how different places mark different moments of your life. And Mm -hmm. something else that I also believe has been a big part of your growth is your experience with kind of your connection to your womanly body. So your cycle and the menstrual phases and your hormone healing. So can you share with me how that came to be I know before we started recording we were talking about how sometimes you can know of something for a while but until it's like your turn to experience it you might not do anything about it or really live out that like information so tell me a little bit more about the whole experience so last year I out of nowhere started to gain weight and I was gaining weight really quickly I think I put on about 30 pounds in three months. And at the time my skin was breaking out, you know, I was having mood swings, anxiety. I was bloated after every single thing that I ate and it really did. It felt like my body was fighting against me because at the time I was doing what I thought were all of the right things. I was running every day. I was doing the hit workout classes that I thought were meant to help me burn fat and build muscle and get the results that I wanted so much quicker. I was doing intermittent fasting. I was eating like low carb diets and just being really restrictive with myself. And looking back at it, I was doing so many things I wasn't practicing what I preach for one, because I feel like I'm that kind of person who sometimes I can give great advice and not take it myself. Mm -hmm. And I ended up, you know, going and getting all these different tests done. I was testing my thyroid, my female hormones, everything, cortisol, insulin. And I ended up having all these different hormonal imbalances. And I was kind of blown away because I, at the time I was like, sure, maybe I've been working out a little bit harder. Maybe I've been, you know, restricting my diet a little bit, but that's how I've lived. I've always been doing two workouts a day or three workouts a day. I've always been having iced coffee until 2 PM and then eating like just those Mm -hmm. habits that are so hard on our bodies. And I think in the fitness industry, especially there's all of these different fads that are really for men's bodies or men can benefit from them. But as women, as you know, like we're not meant to be living in a state of calorie restriction or in a state of constant push and force and beating our bodies up. And that is really what I was doing as much as outwardly at the time I was saying, you have to love your body. You have to do this. I wasn't actually doing it myself. So Basically what I did is I decided that I would start to overhaul my entire lifestyle. I enrolled in a couple of different women's hormone certifications, was reading everything I could, was talking to different doctors and endocrinologists and 
just really trying to actually implement these lifestyle changes that I'd heard other people talk about. You know, you've spoken about it. My girlfriend, Monica, has spoken about it. And I feel like until, yeah, like we said, you can hear about these things, but until you actually start to practice them, you don't know how transformative it really is. And for me, when I started to, you know, incorporate different cycle syncing principles and working out differently, it's really what inspired me to live this lifestyle and also to create then align your cycle, which is different workouts and nutrition for the phases of your cycle, because it's the thing that has transformed my life, my body, how I feel about myself, you know, and the results, it's so funny when you think of it, like you can be doing all these things to push your body and try to achieve a certain result. But then when you realize how easy it can be and how good it can feel to take care of yourself, do things from a place of love, and then effortlessly find a place where your body feels good. You feel vibrant, energized, your skin's glowing. Like it's just amazing to really work with your body as a woman. Like it's so powerful. So I'm super excited to talk about all this. Oh my God. Yes. When you first did that hormone test, what Mm. were the biggest things that like caught your attention and your practitioners or like whoever you were working with attention? Yeah. So I was all over the place. You know, my like insulin levels were high. My cortisol levels were high. My thyroid hormone was super low. I think those were probably the biggest three things. And I'm lucky that by adjusting my lifestyle, I could bring that into balance. I know for people who have like PCOS or Hashimoto's or anything like they will sometimes need a lot more of a regime. But for me, I was like, yeah, I caught things when I did. So I think those were the biggest things. And it's funny because then the more I learned about it, the more I could really see like, okay, these are all the things I've been doing that are wreaking havoc on my body. I shouldn't be doing hit every single day, like going to a hit workout. I shouldn't be drinking iced coffee as a meal. Like it's not a meal. You need to nourish your body. Yeah, definitely. And you know, when you first saw those results and when you just realized like, okay, this is what's happening with my body right now. What were the biggest blocks that you experienced? Or do you think seeing that information, just like having the knowledge when it comes down to the hormones was enough to get you to want to change how you were living? So, I mean, I think for me, it was mostly... I had the results, but for me, I've never been someone who like needs the scientific evidence about things. I always will go how I intuitively am feeling. Mm -hmm. And I knew I could not feel the way I was feeling. I was crying every single day. I felt so self-conscious. I did not feel like myself in my body. And especially with like filming workouts, I didn't want to be on camera because for one, I had no energy. (laughs) And I also just was so self-conscious about, you know, my skin, I was the breakouts everywhere, how my body was looking on camera, all these different things, which can seem more superficial, but really were taking a toll on how I was feeling about myself. And I think also like implementing self-love and loving myself throughout this journey has been a huge help. I think that for me, because I, at the time, still had so much to work with, with my own mindset. That was the biggest thing. I was so sick of feeling the way that I felt that I knew, what do I have to lose by trying these new things? 
Like, what do I have to lose by actually eating balanced meals? Nothing. I'll probably feel a lot better. How much better would I feel if I maybe stopped doing these hit classes that I was already dreading going to? And I just started doing my own workouts. Like I was saying I did and creating workouts that would benefit my body and my hormones during each of those phases of my cycle. And I started just practicing different things. And it started for me with really dialing back on like the hit. I canceled the membership at this local studio immediately and was like, I'm just going to do my own workouts. I'm really going to like lean into this lifestyle. I'm going to stop chugging an iced coffee the second that I wake up before my body has time to naturally wake up and just sort of taking those little moments, but also mentally, I feel like it's such a huge part of it because it's so ingrained in us as women that we need to work out harder. We need to eat less in order to achieve what we want. And for me, especially like, I feel like being a teen or whatever in the, in the tens, when it was all about like the super skinny, the low rise jeans, the Victoria's secret model was the only body type that was like to strive for, you know, it wreaks havoc on your mental health and what you actually think your body should look like. So just working through a lot of my like limiting beliefs around food, body, exercise, and changing that. Yeah, for sure. And I think that goes to show so much, first of all, just like the impact that nutrition and caffeine, as well as like movement and stress can have in our bodies. And those really are the things that make the biggest difference, right? It's being able to alternate the intensity of your movement throughout the cycle, like you can still do hit and stuff if you'd like, but not doing it every single day or two workouts a day, dialing back on the intensity, but then also nourishing yourself properly with food, but also with your mind. So can you dive into some of the limiting beliefs that you had and how you like kind of reshaped them? Yes, definitely. So I think my entire life, because I've actually struggled with eating disorders since I was 14. So different things, anorexia, orthorexia, like it's I've been through it too, like pretty much every part of the spectrum. Yeah, exactly. It's funny how many of us who are now in the wellness industry and are so obsessed with, you know, mindset and taking care of your body. I feel like it is all of us who like, you have to go through it and then you get it. And hopefully it clicks. And I I always thought there would always be a part of me that would have those disordered thoughts. But in the past year, I've really made it my mission to do so much work on my beliefs. And, you know, there were just so many things like for me thinking I couldn't eat food before noon or I was going to gain weight. So my entire life, I've never eaten breakfast So one day I woke up and I was like, I'm going to not have my coffee and I'm going to like facing those sort of fears around food. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go make a balanced meal. I'm going to have protein. I'm going to have eggs. I'm going to have maybe a couple of pieces of like my gluten-free toast. I'm going to have some veggies or like a smoothie bowl or something. I'm going to have a balanced meal, blood sugar balancing, protein, fat, fiber, Mm -hmm. And just start my day with something that is actually going to set me up. And for me, I started with breakfast. If I can just start having that meal in the day. And then I started to notice how I was feeling. And I started to notice that, you know, 
my body was not gaining weight from eating the day. In fact, I actually had more energy and I wasn't then hangry and shaking at 2 p.m. and snapping at everyone around me because Mm -hmm. I felt nourished and I felt balanced and it wasn't causing me to then, you know, binge eat later in the day because I'm eating enough through the day. So I think, you know, taking a look at some of those beliefs that I had around food, like I can't eat carbs or I'm going to gain weight or Mm -hmm. breakfast is going to, I was so afraid to gain weight. And yet what I was doing was actually... (laughs) causing those things it was causing that were you to come face to face with your fear. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I think the food thing was, and it's still something that I will every once in a while have to remind myself about, like when I'm having bad body image days, because those are going to happen. I think it's really important to always be reminding myself, like bloating is so normal. That's always been a trigger for me. Bloating is so normal it doesn't mean your body doesn't need food. Or if you want to go out and enjoy a nice dinner out, actually go out and enjoy the food. You don't need to like pick the salad or restrict yourself. If you want to eat the salad, amazing. I love a salad, but I might mm-hmm. now also have some pasta or whatever else I want out at dinner. Yeah. The glass of, I actually don't drink wine, but like, <laughs> I love a vodka soda. So like, <laughs> you know, it's just like finding those ways to have balance, but then not feeling guilty and beating yourself up. Like I used to, like, I would think the next day I got to, I have to follow that up with an intense workout because I indulged. And that's actually the worst thing for your body. So really reframing my mindset around food, around body image, around working out. You know, it's funny because for so many years, I've been teaching Pilates and saying, Pilates is definitely enough. It's all you need to do. But then I was going and doing these crazy hip workouts because I was thinking, well, for me, I need to do more. <laughs> like, And then when I had my hormonal imbalances, I was like, I'm just going to lean into this. I'm going to do my own workouts. And we were in Bali at the time. So we had moved from Australia where I did all my testing over to Bali and you know, didn't have a gym membership. So I was like, this is actually great because I can just do everything at home. I'm going to really just do my own workouts and I'm going to create these different things that I feel are really going to work with my body during each of these phases of my cycle based on what I've learned. And it has been so much more than enough. And I have so much more energy each day now that I'm not trying to like kill myself or I'm not like dreading yeah. those movies or like getting up at 7am to do a class where someone's going to be yelling at my face being like get down and give me 20 burp you know <laughs> like- yes no for sure and I think like playing devil's advocate a little bit too it's like mm-hmm. as I said I think there's so much beauty and also just knowing how to adapt energetically when it comes to movement like I don't think there's anything hourly wrong with hit workouts for example no same it's about like how frequently you're doing it and also if you're doing it for the right reasons like do you actually enjoy those workouts or are you doing it because you're punishing yourself or guilting yourself and forcing yourself to do something you don't even like in the first place right so I think there's that element too but I think it's really interesting how much of an up level you've been able to have from truly becoming the embodiment of what you're preaching and what you're talking about on your platform So can you dive into like, not necessarily physically, Hmm. the effect that doing that has had on you, but when it comes to like your career, and also your mental health, what results have you seen from just like becoming the embodiment of everything you talk about? 
That's honestly such a great question because I feel like it is so powerful to start working with your hormones as a woman and start living in tune with your cycle, with your energy levels. You know, one of the most amazing things about being a woman is the different ebbs and flows that we go through each month. I feel like in our society, we're taught that you need to be productive all the time and it should be go, go, go all the time. But it really has made the biggest shift for me to in those phases of my cycle, like my follicular phase, my ovulatory phase, that's when I'm going to really set my intention, set my goals for work, really get out there. I'll be filming workouts. I'll do podcast interviews. I'll do all those different things that are more outward energy, especially like with filming or creating content. That's when I want to do all of that. And then slowing down in that second half, like my luteal, my menstrual phase and going inward, doing more of that reflection, doing more of that sort of like work that like editing workout videos or putting playlists in music, you know, just going more inwards, doing more of that reflective social. But in terms of Mm -hmm. everything in my life, the more that I really make the most of that energy when I have it. And I go and I put myself out there and I take action, but then I honor when I'm feeling lower in energy and I allow myself to slow down. And I, I'm always reminding myself, like slowing down doesn't mean that you're losing progress. Slowing down doesn't mean that you're not getting to where you want to be. It's actually really beautiful to carve out that space for yourself. Because when you have that time and you actually do slow down, sometimes that's when you get your best ideas or you can actually create the biggest shifts or you can nurture yourself a little bit more when you're maybe giving a lot in the first half of your cycle. So I think it's cool to see if you can start to implement different things, working with your cycle in terms of, you know, nourishing your body, how you move, your mindset. It's such a beautiful approach. And I feel like, For me, it's helped me mentally so much to make the most of when I have more energy and more to give and then be easy on myself when I don't because it's normal and I know it's normal and giving yourself that time to rest does allow you to come back stronger, come back better. And that's in all aspects of life for sure. I love that. And I love the way you phrased it. Like slowing down doesn't mean you're losing progress because I do think that's what a lot of people believe. I mean, I'm in my luteal phase right now, (laughs) <laughs> and I definitely feel like I just switched into it because I'm on my cycle's a little longer. It's like 35 days and I'm on day 26. So I'm still early stage luteal phase, but I definitely have already noticed a difference in my energy. Yeah. And I think honoring that is super powerful. And as I'm navigating and continuing to go deeper into entrepreneurship, I am also reminding myself that I have the power and the ability to really make these decisions and to come from a place of honoring that but in the business too in the business side of things that's as you're describing honestly i think that's so beautiful and i think it's it would be so amazing everything is built for a man's body a man's hormone cycle and the more you realize that you're like oh cuz like how amazing yeah. would it be if more companies were saying take the day that you get your period off work and leave. Uh, if I ever yeah. hire more employee, I mean, I have a couple of assistants, but 
when I have like a full blown company, I am going to give people menstrual leave, like on the yeah. day of your period or it's day two, like take it off. No, that's a hundred percent. That's what we do too. And my boyfriend and I, we work together and he's always like the girls who work for us. We need to know where everyone's at in their cycle because oh, I, like, even, I know even he gets it. He's like, no one should be working on day one of their period. You just need to be chilling. Like it doesn't matter when it is. And you know, and I also like, think knowing if like your company and your employees are in their luteal phase so that you yeah. also can give them more compassion and like just understand like, where they're at. Exactly. And just knowing like they're going to be really killing it in their follicular phase, their ovulatory phase. It's so funny because everybody who works with me now is like living align your cycle. <laughs> so yes. it's like, and it's funny because I see even in the text messages, it's like, in that follicular phase, I'm like, whoa, you guys are, cause we're, our cycles are reversed. So I'm like uh-huh. very chill when everyone else is very like, go, 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 which is good. I'm like, wow, you're killing it. I love these ideas. Like, yes, let's do that. And then, you know, like people are going to slow down and it all balances out. It really does. And I, I wish more companies understood that because we're just not meant to be so productive every day. And it's even with morning routines. That's another thing where I really looked in when I was going through my hormone journey is that I was going through my morning routine like this crazy, like I had to tick all the boxes. I had to wake up. I had to write in my five minute journal. I had to do, and it didn't actually feel good or make me feel set up for the day. So I was like, instead of trying to do my 10 minute, this 10 minute, this, and then 10 minute, this, you know, the structured morning routine, I want to wake up and I want to take some time to connect to myself and start to see what I intuitively need that day. So maybe I want to journal. Maybe I want to go through some journal prompts. I'm needing some inspiration for my day, or maybe I want to do a meditation and I need to feel grounded, or I need to put on a playlist and go for a morning walk and feel energized and uplifted, but just sort of honoring where your energy is on any day and carving out a little time to set yourself up. That's been a good way I find to really get in tune with the energy of each of the phases as well. And I find too, like, yeah, yeah. And I think too, like, it's funny because in the follicular phase, sometimes I don't even want to do a morning routine. I want to wake up and I want to start doing stuff, <laughs> like yeah. getting stuff done. So, in my follicular phase, I like, I just want to wake up and like already be at the gym and like do a workout and like move my yeah. body and use a lot of energy. And then in other parts, I'm like, I really want to sleep more today or yeah. I really want to journal today. And even when I'm talking to people about workouts and stuff like that when it comes to the cycle I always say like I will make the habit of moving my body because it is good for my mental health but yes. the exact workout I'm doing that day I decide intuitively I love that I feel the same I feel like your body knows what it needs but it's that we don't slow down and take the time to actually listen or take notice and I think So much of my recent journey has come from a lot of Mm self-awareness, constantly checking in with myself. How do I feel today? Is a workout going to make me feel energized or is it going to make me feel depleted? Do I need something restorative or do I have a lot of energy to give? Same with foods. Like what am I actually craving? What am I in the mood to eat instead of what should I eat? 
How can I nourish my body? What's going to make me feel the way I want to feel? Like, I always like to ask myself, like, what do I want to eat and how do I want to feel? I usually will want to feel like vibrant, energized, or maybe I want to feel really like comforted and nourished yeah. and, and then try to find things that will help me to feel that way. And a lot of that too, like does go with eating for your cycle. And I feel like focusing on those lighter, fresh foods in my follicular ovulatory, and then like more grounding and hearty meals, more comfort foods, but instead really moving my body and eating in a way that's going to make me feel my best and feel good, but doing it from that place, like just that mindset shift of like, I'm not eating a blood sugar balancing meal or a nutritious meal because I'm trying to achieve a certain outcome with my body. I'm not doing a workout because I want to achieve a certain outcome with my body. I'm doing it because it genuinely will make me feel good. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And what's one underrated thing that has really, really helped you when it comes to finding more hormone balance that maybe isn't like the number one thing we hear all the time? So I think it wouldn't be the number one thing because I definitely think that working out for my cycle, eating for my cycle, not having iced coffee for breakfast, balanced me, like those are like the ones. So now I'm trying to think. Like I always advocate for like eat a blood sugar balancing meal, eat fiber, yes. eat protein, you know, yeah. reduce the intensity of your workouts, be mindful of caffeine. But I'm wondering if there's anything that you would think of that maybe has been. Do you know what? I'm going to go with sleeping. Honestly, getting a good night sleep, I think is so underrated and also yes. just finding ways to reduce your stress overall. Like my cortisol was through the roof. So finding ways that I can actually carve out space for myself where I'm not looking at my phone first thing in the morning or right before bed, because I think honestly, like looking at your phone and seeing notifications that are good or maybe like a message from someone who doesn't love a post you did or something like allowing all those other people to have access to your energy and like input on how you feel like we're just even just scrolling your for you page on tiktok i love tiktok but you don't know what you're gonna get and sometimes i'm like yeah then i'm down this deep dark hole of like what am i even watching right now yes. this is not making me feel good so limiting screen time, like time on technology, I think, and getting a good night's sleep and also just making more time for self-care. Like I love a good like dry brushing or like lymphatic massage or infrared sauna session. I feel like, like liver support. That. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. I have a couple of different supplements as well too, with like the milk thistle, the dandelion that are so good. Yes. I love the liver juice from Organic Olivia, which has both of those. It's really good. I need to try that. I wonder if I can get it in Bali. Now that we're back here, it's really hard yeah. to I import hope a lot of things. But yeah. at the end of the day, it is the same. It's like milk thistle, dandelion, a couple more. Yeah. And I totally love that too. And I think that stress is so huge. Um, but before we dive into the rapid fire questions, one last mm -hmm. thing I wanted to ask you too, which we talked about before we started recording, but what impact or role has spirituality played in your journey and in your growth? And how do you connect to your spiritual self? I love this question and I am so woo-woo. I'm into everything. I love it. I, For me, 
I started to do, do you know the book, The Magic by Rhonda Byrne? So she wrote The Secret and I feel like everyone talks about this because it's one of the first things that I read about manifestation. This was about- That was my first like connection with spirituality as well, The Secret. She has this book called The Magic and it gives you, it's a 28 day gratitude practice essentially. And that was one of the things that got me- taking time to connect with myself, journal every day, just making a conscious effort to be more mindful, be more, you know, grateful, really focus on what I wanted to attract and call it into my life. And even though that was, you know, a few years ago, so many of those things have really stuck with me. And I think for me, the biggest thing is carving out some time each day to connect to myself and, you know, connect to the universe, source, whatever word you like to use for it. But I always think carving out that time to meditate or journal or do something where I can just get clear on what's going on in my head. My next steps has been really big for me, but also in terms of like manifestation, I'm so big on, I, and I love that you do this as well. Mm-hmm. working with the moon and I love to do releasing on the full moon intention setting on the new moon and taking that time to you know let go connect yourself let go of what's not serving you reflect on the full moon and then on the new moon setting intentions there's so many different little things that I am all about like you know the energy healing all that but I do think in terms of applying it to like my entrepreneurial journey or my life and achieving different things It really is about getting clear on what you want and really then aligning yourself with that energy. And I find more and more each phase of growth I go through comes with its new challenges and new mindset blocks, new things I need to release and let go of, new habits, routines I need to implement to grow not only like my business, but grow mentally and grow just personally. And I think so, so much of it really comes from realizing how powerful we are at creating our reality. And Mm -hmm. honestly, you know, anyone listening to this who may feel lost, like, I think we've all been there and you don't have to have all the answers. It's so important to just have an idea, have a vision of what you want for your life, and then start to break it down and think of who you need to be, what steps you need to take to get there, because you really can achieve anything that you want and not being so hyper-focused on how it's going to happen, because I never would think now that my life would be how it is. But when I think of what I wanted five years ago, I have manifested a lot of those things, but sometimes things are going to happen in different ways. So it's really about having a bit of trust in the universe and having belief in yourself and then taking that constant sort of action to getting where you want to be, I think. Trust in the universe and belief in yourself. I love that. And I completely think that's really important, especially when you were talking about being intentional and getting really clear. I always say Mm -hmm. the first step to manifesting anything is getting really clear in what you want. And sometimes like I've been in phases of my own journey where I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't have that clarity. And sometimes you also have to respect not knowing, as you said, maybe like not having all the answers or feeling like you're in that in between of knowing and not knowing and trusting that you will get the clarity you need. But once you do, like 
really keeping that in mind and really reminding yourself of the vision you have, the intentions you're setting, and then kind of co-creating, right? And showing up to be that version of yourself too. Yes, you phrased that so well. I feel like having that Aries energy, I'm a bit of a run-on sentence. I'm like, I'm like, that is exactly what in my head I was. <laughs> I love no, but that. I totally got it. I totally got it. I just I just I rephrased everything you said. Are you a Pisces Mercury? Do you know? Yeah. Okay. okay. Do you know what's so funny is like me and Justin Bieber have nearly the same birth chart. And really? I always think and I, I don't think I'm like Justin Bieber, but I just think it's funny because it's like, you know, when they show you celebrities who have the same, so I'm like a Pisces Mercury. I'm all Pisces, Libra, and Aquarius, all air. And I think I have one Scorpio in there. And, a, and a, like, I'm like, it's like water it's and air, all air. I'm all over the place. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't actually have that much air energy in my chart. I the that's, most that I have is earth and fire. So that's good. like complimentary. Like, yeah, it is like complimentary. Out. I love it. Absolutely. I always I think it. I would like love to have a bit of that, you know, more grounded kind of energy because it's funny, even just like with working with my boyfriend who's super analytical and like very What's loves his his sign. System. So he is Scorpio, Capricorn, Sagittarius. So he has more rise. of that like Mars he's in, energy. He's intense. He's, he's like organized. He's like passionate. But for me, like I work best when I have inspiration and then I'm like, this is what I'm going to do now. And he's like, but we had planned that this is what you're going to do now. And I'm like, no, I that's your Pisces. That's your Pisces. You're just like, I just need to flow. <laughs> totally. Totally. Oh my gosh. But all my friends, like my closest friends are like air and fire signs. And it's good because you need someone to like make a set dinner plan or you, if you're going to go out for dinner. I was talking to my, to, start the party. to my friend who's a Gemini. So she's an air sign yesterday. And we were talking about how fire energy is just like being a bit more impulsive. It's a yeah. like just doing it, just following the Nike slogan and just going for whatever you that. want and just getting it done in the moment. Like I'm very much the type of person that if I when I get anything done, I'm my best when I do it immediately. Like if I think, oh, I have to do X, Y, Z and I do it in the moment if I can, that's how yeah. I channel my energy the best. Because if I just tell myself I'll remember and I get it in my head, I forget it. No, hundred percent. Like energy, you know? And I think too, like, cause you are someone who's so connected to your intuition and everything. I feel like taking that inspired action is always the best thing that you can do. Like if you, if you feel like you need to do something instinctively, that's what you should go for. And I think a lot of times, like we're all so obsessed with being productive and having a, a schedule and a to-do list that we put ourselves in a box sometimes and we don't leave space for that magic that can happen yeah. if you do just let yourself, but like, I think a, a balance is good. That's yes. what I need to work on. Is having like sure. a little bit of structure. I know. Same. I mean, I always tell myself that I need more Virgo energy. Like I always, even though I'm a Taurus, like I always need to channel more organization in my life because if not, I can be very intuitive too with how I just kind of flow through my days. We love a Virgo energy. I, that's like my polar yeah. opposite sign. And I'm always like, please surround me with Virgos. <laughs> no, literally it, it's like very, very good and complimentary to charts that don't have a lot of earth and even for me like I'm an earth sign but I still feel like I could benefit from more Virgo no, you know I get that I think we all need a we all need a Virgo friend 
Definitely. We all do. My boyfriend, his sun sign and his Mercury, he's a Gemini, but his like Mars is in Virgo and his sun and Mercury are in the house that's ruled by Virgo. So he brings on the organizing and the neatness. Oh, God. Honestly, he's the one who's got your travel itinerary down. Exactly. He got the flights figured out. Like That is so good. Got it. He's handled it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I I feel like we could talk for hours, but I want to know. I I know I could go on a deep dive with this after podcast. I'll also tell you this like, oh, maybe I'll just tell you now. So if you do love, there's this woman, she does intuitive astrology. So basically her name's Bondi Guru. I'll send you her Instagram, but she does a daily horoscope and it's actually not based on what's going on in the stars. It's like based on her feeling into the energy of your star sign. And I am freaked out by how accurate it is for me all the time. So some days what I'll do is I'll like read her guidance and then I'll just journal out, like see how it's applying to my life. So definitely check her out. Also, Bondi Guru? Yeah. Okay. I will 100% look her up. That's incredible. I love that. And let's do a quick round of rapid fire questions to close out the episode. So you can just answer them intuitively, whatever comes to mind. So the first question is, do you have a quote or a mantra that you live by? Oh my gosh, that is such a good question. Or that you love. A quote that I love. I think for me, it would probably be to treat your body like your best friend. Just really, you know, coming back to that place of self-love for your body. I love that. Aside from the book Magic that you mentioned, are there any other books that have made an impact on you or that you would recommend? Yes, I love this book. It is called Inner Glimpse. And her name is Idil. I'm going to mispronounce it, so I will send it to you after. But it is a lot about mindset and manifestation. So it's a great spiritual book that I definitely would recommend reading for anyone who's on a spiritual journey. Love that. And then what makes you feel like your higher self? Moving my body, getting out with a good playlist, walking along a beach, you know, sunset, really just aligning my energy and being with sort of the essence of myself. Yes, 100%. I love a good sunset too. Are you ready <laughs> for the last one? Yes. Okay. If someone didn't hear this entire podcast episode and they just heard this part, What would you want to leave them with? Take time to tune into your body each day. Ask yourself, what is going to make me feel my best? What's going to give me energy? How can I show up with more love for myself and always focus on doing things from a place of feeling good? Beautiful. So you channeled that so beautifully. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. (laughs) Oh my God. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. This has been so lovely. Can you share your handles so everyone listening can go and follow along if they're not already? Yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me. It has been so great to be here. My Instagram is at Bailey Brown, but Brown is spelled B-R-W-N. And then I also have at align.app for my app and my website, for the app is alignapp.com. And you can also find that in the iPhone and Android store as well. Oh my gosh. Amazing. And then for your line of physical products, so the matching set, water bottle, everything, where can people get that? 
people can get that, which it was so nice to meet you at that event, by yeah, the way. It was a dream. You can get that at alignapp.com as well under Align Body. And the Instagram is at alignbody.underscore. So I have them both linked in my own Instagram bio, but they are a dream to put on. And it was so great to meet you at that event. Literally so amazing. We got to meet in person before recording too. And I'm so grateful you were here to everyone listening. Thank you for listening. Make sure to go check out Bailey's page and her amazing app. And I'll see you guys on the next episode.